0: There is an opportunity for huge brands to do these incredible experiential branded experiences. (laughs) And I think, you know, for me, I'm just kind of looking at it going, what can the smaller businesses do if you don't have the budgets to create a huge environment?
1: That's a snippet from my conversation with Cami, Yuri and Frank, who are all writers on the most amazing marketing book ever, led by Mark Schaefer, who you heard me interview in episode 44. This is Mark's Rise community in action, taking the bull by the horns and co-writing a book together. There's 35 chapters in this book, each of which is written by a different marketer. Let's see how they pulled it all together. Join me for a four-way conversation. I guarantee you'll enjoy it. I'm Finola Howard, intuitive marketer, your host and founder of How Great Marketing Works. I believe that every business has a story to tell And today I kind of wanted to explore this idea of community even more. Now, you know, I've done a couple of podcast episodes on this, but because it's so important in how we uh, build tribes around us, how we build an audience around us and lots of things I've been exploring lately. You'll remember that I did an episode with Mark Masters from You Are the Media. I also did an episode with Mark Schaefer based on his book. And today, I want to introduce you to not one, not two, but three people who are part of Mark Schaefer's RISE community. And I wanted to take this opportunity, one, I suppose, to go crazy and have four of us talking to each other, but two, to speak to the members of the community without the community leader present and to explore what they're doing, which is really interesting as a community together. So today, I want to introduce you to Frank Yuri. And Cami, welcome, guys. Hey,
0: thanks, Finola. So good to be here. Hey, Finola. Thank
1: you for ha- for coming. So, let's look at this idea of the community and how it ca- how you came to join the community. So, perhaps if you can talk about. Uh, how early on it was. Jurig, I think you were one of the first people to join the RISE community and maybe you can introduce the idea of Mark's RISE community.
2: Yes, actually, Finola, I met Mark Schaefer. Now, uh, it was at Social Media Marketing World 2022. So not so long ago, actually. Mm -hmm. So it was the first time that I met him. I had bought his RISE token at the time. So the Rally coin, which doesn't exist anymore at this time, which is... Yeah, a token, which is a digital currency, like a cryptocurrency, but with some, I would say, value, not only, you know, you could exchange it if you wanted, but the value was for me at that moment was to meet Mark Schaefer and to get a lunch with him. So together with a few other people, I had lunch with him, I met him, and of course, most of the people came from Mark's already existing community with the uprising, which we can talk also about in... Um, but then at that moment, I was talking to Mark and he was talking about, yeah, I want to do more with Web3, I have this token. And then for me, it made sense that they would do, create a community on Discord. And so I was one of the first members in the Discord community. And then at that moment, and we can talk about it a bit later, but we started to, yeah, to create some initiatives like the, the Metaverse events, like the book project and so on.
1: Fantastic. Kami, how did you
2: come?
3: Yeah, so I've known Mark for a decade at least. Um, I've known him from the early days of blogging. We were in sort of the same ran in sort of the same circles. I still remember we met in Atlanta in at a conference in a hallway for the first time in person. I'm trying to remember the exact date on that, but it's it's been a decade. And um mm. yeah, it was a really great Connection that we had. I was I was um, serving on the board of a of a nonprofit at the time um, that dealt with online hostility and dealing with how you deal with all those kinds of trolls and things. And so we would we would talk about that. And um, so yeah, we got to know each other over the years. And then he started all these communities, all these things. And I kind of found out about the Rally Coin, and I realized that I really wasn't doing anything in Web three. And I've always been a person that just likes to live on the cutting edge of all the marketing new marketing ideas and, th- and thoughts. And so uh, he said, I started this community. Um, you have to buy this rally coin, you know, that to get in. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. So I bought the rally coin coin, and I just went right in because I trusted him. I knew him. And I also knew that that's the way you do it. The only way you learn these things is by actually Trying them, even if they're uncomfortable, and then um, he started talking about where they were going to house the community. And I, and I, and others really pushed for Discord, even though I don't really like Discord, but I know Discord is sort of the next frontier. And I, I saw it always being uncomfortable, and I love that about Mark is he kind of pushes you to go into the discomfort zone. Uh, and I like to be around people who push me to do that because I I also think it's of great value. So that's how. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Thank you. And you, Frank?
0: Yeah, I joined through this. Um, actually, it was, it was kind of a lovely Venn diagram of three communities because Mark's name kind of started popping up on my LinkedIn feed. And I, around that time, I joined the Espresso Plus community, which is John Asperian's community. It turned out Mark Schaefer was a mentor to John Asperian. And uh, I also, you know, I came across Mark in podcasts. I started reading his books. John Experian said, oh, you should read Known. It's a really good, a really good book. Read that, loved it. Uh, Then I joined the um, You Are The Media community, Mm -hmm. uh, Mark Masters, who you had in your podcast. Mark Masters organized for Mark Schaefer to come over to uh, the UK. And so I, around that time, Mark Schaefer also invited anyone who was interested in the Espresso Plus community. He gave us um, some of the RISE coins, the tokens that uh, Yuri was talking about. And so I had these like three communities all coming together, uh, visited the UK, met Mark, and uh, yeah, just been an incredible experience ever since.
1: Wonderful. And what I liked about learning about this community is like, there's so much to talk about. Like there is, you are active participants in looking at the future of marketing. And that's really interesting to me and that you, it's like a safe, as I remember in our conversation last week, it's a safe space for marketers to poke around, not know things, learn things, be be comfortable with not knowing and be, and this lovely thing that I got as a message from listening to Mark and on the Cop podcast, which was this curiosity component. But today I kind of like this idea that how this community mobilized to do a specific thing, done loads of things, but one that is evidenced in public, which is you've all written a book together. 35 people have written a book, which is crazy. <laughs> so and I know that you're also coming together to share the load of how that book manifests and comes out into the ether. Cami, could you share what that's like? Because I know you are kind of coordinating lots of things. Everybody's have has had different input, but it might be good to speak to you about your organization of all this. And your chapter, please tell us about your chapter
3: too. Sure. Um, So I I didn't come up with the idea for the book. There was another community member that did. I think it was Dan, right? It was Dan, yeah. Dan Nestle, yeah. Nestle. And so Dan Nestle came up with the idea. And it was... just this thought of like, hey, can you write a chapter in this book? Like, we really want to do this book together, uh, sign up for a chapter. And I immediately signed up because I am like a professional at writing chapters and books. I don't know. I've written a lot of chapters in books. Um, Anyway, so I, I signed up for a chapter, um, how to build a future-proof social media strategy, because I think mm-hmm. that's, the concern people have with social media is that it changes so much all the time. And how do you kind of stay on top of that? And I've been doing it for, well, since it was a thing, I've been doing it for 15 years, uh, mm-hmm. early adopter. And so I just know that you have to do a certain kinds of things to to stay on top of it. And one of them is community, which is perfect for this podcast, right? So mm-hmm. the main thing is like, you follow your community, you build a community, and you invest in a community, and you um, follow them wherever they go, or or they follow you too sometimes, so just like I followed you know Mark right into this this uh web three kind of stuff, okay, so um the book, so you know one of the things that uh I realized right away is that the there was thirty five marketers thirty six marketers that were um making decisions about this. And I knew that this was going to cause chaos. <laughs> I already knew this was going to cause, cause chaos because everybody has an idea. Everybody has a thought. Everybody has um, their way of doing things and and their ways, you know, I mean, the way they know how, and it's the right way for them. And so I wanted to uh, create a collaborative community. And I've done a lot of work with influencers, lots of influencers. I've done huge influencer um, activations with brands, uh, working with 30, 40. We did an island takeover of um, an island here in in, uh, in in Texas with a bunch of influencers. So I've worked with a ton of really creative people that are going out to do something. So I said, I, I could probably do this. And so I reached out to Mark and I told him, hey, if you need somebody to kind of lead this area, I'm willing to put myself and my agency up to help with that. Um, of course, I'm going to be um, co- yeah coordinating. So yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much, (laughs) Kelly.
1: But it's a huge investment on your part. So you you decided to serve the community by putting the resources that you have personally into the mix in this community. I mean, that's the nature of community there is give and take, you know, so quite a big investment on your part.
3: Yeah. I mean, my paid employees are working on this sometimes almost full-time last week, for example. Um, so yeah. I mean, but then also other people have have stepped up to that plate. Uh, that maybe brings you to Frank, you know, who did the cover and he put that together. Yeah. And we came up with that cover. But one of the things about the cover is anybody... Can you imagine 35 opinions or 36 opinions on a cover? Like, how do we choose this? Well what I did is I brought it back to the community into a vote, you know, not just our community, but to our communities of communities. So we created that and we built an email list too, while we're at it. So very, very cool stuff that we've done. Excellent. Great marketing. I, I should say actually
1: for people listening, that the name of the book is the most amazing marketing book ever. So let's talk to Frank who did the cover and Frank did the cover in a very interesting way. So talk to us about that, Frank, and your chapter.
0: One of the so one of the big kind of uh, reasons for being for the RISE community is looking at the future of marketing. And, you know, AI is a huge part of that right now. Uh, What does AI mean for the future of marketing? Where can we use it? So it just so happened that at the time uh, when the book was was coming into being, uh, I had just published a blog post on Mark's blog on businessesgrow.com about using um, a tool called Midjourney to illustrate your blog post. So it's it's an artificial intelligence image generator. You tell it what you want to, you tell it what you want an image of, and it creates an image of it. Um, absolutely phenomenal. Um, and so I had published this blog post blog post about illustrating your blog content, particularly for, you know, if, as a, if you're writing about, um, concepts like for example, marketing or personal branding, or it's very difficult to find imagery for. Uh, and now you have this tool that you can just say, look, I want an illustration that represents X, Y, and Z. Um, and so I think it was Cammy and Mark met up and thought, you know what, what if we could do this, but for the book cover. So I got an email from Mark saying, you know, should, would this be possible? And I said, I have absolutely no idea, but definitely worth exploring. And I definitely had reservations because it's one thing to, I think, illustrate a blog post where you just need a splash of color, you need something to catch the eye. It has to be, you know, they're very much kind of editorial illustrations. They don't have to, they don't have to be particularly specific. They just have to tie back into your post. A book cover is such a specific thing that I just, I had no idea if it was going to be possible. And that's the kind of thing I love about the RISE community is that we all go into these things, you know, we all explore these things. Do we know if they're possible? Are we certain? Absolutely not, but we're all exploring and learning together. So yeah, absolutely fantastic.
1: But I also like what you did with this, which was you had three options and you put, put it out to your social media channels, everyone. So you had 35 people then sharing this idea well more because you have the rest of the rise community as well sharing all these possibilities for book titles out in the ether so getting the public to already become invested i mean it's pre-marketing it's perfect marketing you're doing it in advance getting people excited because they get to choose the cover that you had three options for i mean it's clever really clever and the fact that there's 35 of you writing the book is also really clever and something that is worth considering for other groups and other communities to get that message out there. I think actually one of the top three entrepreneurial uh, books at the moment is uh, about six women who came together to write a book to share a story. So community is making a big difference out there in the ether. Tell me, thank you so much, Frank. Yuri, you're... Oh, I have to turn back. Sorry Frank, your chapter is about what?
0: Yeah, so I, I wrote uh, our chapter uh, with Marcy. Um, we are Frank and Marcy, uh, we're a, married, Episode a married couple. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, and so our chapter is on marketing research which uh, in a way ties in so beautifully to how we how we did create the the book cover yes using AI tools but getting input from both the community and as cami said the the extended community um, getting input all along the way to see well what's resonating which styles um which styles do people like and which styles do people find off-putting like there was there were um there was feedback all along the the journey to make sure that the the cover would resonate with the market
1: That's really interesting. So you didn't just kind of go off on a little journey introspectively and go, what colors would be nice? You actually did the market research for what resonates. Oh, I love that. Absolutely. Cool. That's really good. And that I think is also evidence of the future of marketing so that it's not about personal opinion, it is about tapping into the marketplace to really understand what is moving the marketplace, what is moving communities out there to action. Yeah, great. Love that, Frank. Thank you so much. Yuri, dying to talk to you because Mr. (laughs) Web3. So (laughs) your chapter, and please share with us your chapter, but also I'm interested in one of the things that you do as part of the RISE community is to talk about the metaverse. And I thought that after you tell us about your chapter, you might tell us about that exploration within the RISE community also.
2: Yeah, so... You talk about the future of marketing within the RISE community. Web3 is also the future of marketing, like we have AI and other sorts of uh, innovative strategies. So my chapter is about how to use Web3, so NFTs and tokens for your marketing. So there, first I explain what is Web3, because maybe you would not imagine, or I was not imagining that anymore, but for a lot of people, uh, Web3 is new. Like the same thing with AI, you talk to people, we in the rice community are all the time talking about AI and Web3, so you think that the world around you knows that too, but that's not the case. So first thing was explain what is Web3, explain what is NFTs, and then give some ideas how you could use Web3 for your business. That's what my chapter is about. There is another chapter in the book about the metaverse, which is written by Brian Piper. So what i've been doing for the rice community at the start as we already said it's a safe place the rice community to organize events to try out new stuff just you know fail if it doesn't work you know and learn from it so i said from in the beginning well mark let's do something with the metaverse why not do an event in the metaverse for the RISE community and mark said let's do this so at first i was a lady Renee was helping me out for the first session but she was so busy it it was a real success in the beginning of of course a lot of learning and then I was looking okay I need someone else to help me out because it's kind of a lot of work to organize all of that and then I saw that Frank was rather active in the community and I said this is the guy that I need and Frank said yes and so Frank we started organizing more and more TED Talks, as we call them, mini meta talks where people gave a five-minute talk and others listening and engaging with them. We did an AI art exhibition. We did uh, panel discussions. Uh, We will have now a discussion next time about the death of the metaverse. It's not really that, of course, but that's the title. Actually, it's alive for me. But, you know, those subjects, you know, there can be a lot of discussion around them. And that's what makes it interesting to be in the community, to discuss with people that are also interested, that are also asking themselves questions and, uh, and are open to, yeah.
1: For our listeners, Yuri, can you explain what the metaverse is?
2: Okay, that's also a good question. Like I expect, what is for a lot of people. Well, the metaverse is actually, it's a virtual world, mm-hmm. if I would say this in simple terms, but not really a virtual world on itself. It's a virtual world that touches also the physical world. So where those two worlds, I would say, meet. And uh, like, you know, we are in the virtual world, but we are giving real presentations. People are there with their avatar, But we are having discussions. And so, um, yeah, in simple terms, I would say a virtual world. But it's way more than that. It touches the physical world.
1: And do you need to have like 3D visors, goggles, stuff like that to go into it? Because I know I saw your, your art exhibition was a link on the site. So make it a little bit more real for the listeners, if you don't mind.
2: So, yeah. So for me, one of the, you know, the... The things you could say about the metaverse, what makes it different, uh, what is, what is uh, a characteristic that is that it is immersive. But to really feel the immersive aspect of the metaverse, you can use these VR glasses. When you put them on and you join one of the events, you really feel... Like you in a room with others around you, you will even be careful not to step on the the you know the the toes of the person next to you. It feels like you know you want your own space with with these uh, glasses on. But on the other side, it's most of the people don't have them, so you can also join by using a laptop or a smartphone to come to these events. You don't have the same feeling, but you know. To reduce a bit of the friction for people to enter their first events, it's, it's really easy and it could just join through the browser.
1: So what's interesting to me about this is some. I have a 14-year-old son and we talk about, so I learned so much from him. <laughs> so, But some of the conversations I have is that I said, you know, could just go outside and play, you know, <laughs> and he said, but sometimes, mom, it's more interesting in this other world. It's much more interesting in this other world than it is necessarily out there. So, and that kind of piqued my interest. Well, obviously I was concerned as well as a mother, but the other side of it was, it interested me because it made me think, wow, I need to pay more attention here because this is something that's happening. There's new worlds evolving here. And and yes, it has an impact for marketing and, and experience, but what... And I think we have to pay attention here and not dismiss it. Like, it's really important to pay attention because there are generations coming through that this is, is more real to them sometimes than the reality of the war zones that they're, uh, you know, talked about in the news and everywhere else. It's Sometimes it's a safer space. What excites you, say, Frank, for example, about this space? From a marketing perspective, you don't have to change the world here.
0: <laughs> um so I mean I am I'm still exploring it myself and I'm still constantly looking for you know where is this going what are the opportunities but what's you know what's interesting I think is I didn't bring I so I did invest in a VR headset and I find that immersive experience absolutely just mind-blowing and until you experience it it's very hard to explain it but We've had events in the metaverse, and they are like they're like experiential memories for me. I can remember Mark trying to get on a snow lift in the metaverse, and it wasn't actually an object you could interact with, so his hands were just passing through it. But I remember that like a memory, not like something I've watched. Um, and but on top of that, I didn't bring the the um, I didn't bring the headset with me to the states. And recently, we had an event where Zach showed us around some of the um, places in Spatial, which is the metaverse that we explore. So we did it as a group of, I don't know how many of us there were, uh, maybe t- 10, 12 of us going from space to space and experiencing all these, these crazy metaverse environments. And even though I was just experiencing it in the browser, when we closed down, I felt like I had just been at a party or uh, or a festival with my friends um it was it was chaotic because it's a new technology and we were all trying to figure out well how do we get to this space together or how do we all make sure that we all get back t- to marks penthouse in virtual reality together <laughs> and you know so it's it's it, the difference the the different experience to something like zoom is quite remarkable it doesn't necessarily make logical sense but the experience is different and i don't know specifically for example for for my clients i don't know exactly where the opportunities lie but that ex- that difference in experience is something special and there's cool, definitely opportunities you, Cam- there
1: Cammy, from your perspective because this is really interesting also like is is this a space that you would bring to your clients we have a lot of talk about AI, uh, people concerned about AI. It's in the news all the time. So all this movement in this space, like how how do you feel that impacts your clients or your world?
3: I mean, I think it, it completely impacts it. Uh, I, I, we're talking about virtual reality versus AI, which is different. yeah um, Artificial intelligence. Um, and also, you know, all of that. But you were talking about your 14-year-old son. I have one too. And mm. he has his friends in there so they they meet in the metaverse of metaverses like roblox and other places like that and they build things together and they do things collabor- collaboratively inside of those spaces and so these kids are growing up you know how fast it goes right and this this is an entire generation that is totally comfortable in these environments totally comfortable unlike us who are like trying to figure our way out right um i think what facebook has said about the metaverse is, i mean maybe that part is dead because they've just their their whole they've tried to take it over as Facebook, but the metaverse is not Facebook. The metaverse is like going to be a virtual mixed reality too. Like you could be wearing a pair of glasses and something will be in your space. Like I could see something right here. Um, that's kind of like when you have your goggles on and you step outside of the boundary that you put on your goggles and you suddenly see what's around you, you know, in the space. So it's it's something you get used to, but honestly, I, I don't think it'll take long for us to get used to it. So I do believe that we need to be really, really... Um, can I ask you as a mom, if you forgive me for asking you, does it concern you? Oh, always. Yeah, it concerns me. But <laughs> then you also look at this and say, okay, um what the way that I interacted with my friends when I was a teenager, probably concerned my mother too. You know, yeah. we were doing things that were very concerning at the time for for our parents because it's something that is alien to us as parents. And so mm. the best thing for you to do, in my opinion, as a parent is to understand what they're doing. So like, why mm. not step into it yourself So you actually understand what you're talking about and then they will respect you more and your opinions if you actually understand their opinion. So my Mm -hmm. son will probably be, I mean, he said so, he'll probably go into IT and do all kinds of amazing things with this knowledge that he's gathering right now. And so, yeah, I mean, we talk about limits, we talk about taking breaks, we talk about all these things, but I also respect the fact that he has his friends there. Yeah. fantastic. I mean, and they're real life friends too. Like, people that he has at school but they're in the in the space too yeah so yeah not to be restrictive about it yeah thanks frank
0: you know we had we had a a really interesting event where we were exploring so we we look at spatial as the the place where we meet uh that we we use that metaverse but we had an event where we were exploring what all the different metaverses were and um spencer brought his his uh two uh, children, I think they were about maybe 14 and 12, was it, came to talk to us about um, Roblox and Minecraft. And there was one really interesting moment where Mark Schaefer asked them, you know, what advertising goes on in these spaces? And they said, oh, there's no advertising. And and he said, oh, okay. And then the next question was, where do you guys actually like to spend time in in Roblox? And they said, oh, well, I don't remember exactly but it was like oh like you know the Nike the Nike space is brilliant and the Spotify space is brilliant and and they weren't seen as advertisements they were it's just yeah. that it goes back to the you know what i was saying about the experience that there is an opportunity for huge brands to do these incredible experiential um branded experiences <laughs> uh and i think you know for me i'm just kind of looking at it going what can the what can the smaller businesses do what can you know if you don't have the budgets to create a huge uh, environment
1: cami
3: yeah. And so I, I think that there is something there for smaller businesses, but it depends on your business. So I do know of a plastic surgeon, for example, who has a space in the metaverse spatial that we're in, where he'll meet with clients and show them what they're going to do together. Because a lot of them travel to him, you know, they come yeah. to him, but it's like a nice little conference room. He can put up, a, a, a instead of Zoom, he can put up a, a you know, a presentation on the wall. He can talk to them. They can feel like they're in the space together and talking about their treatment. So, I mean, there's really good opportunities there. And if you are in the travel and tourism business, I mean, can you imagine like the places you can transport people to your brand? Um, you can have live events at the same time that you're having in-person events, uh, you know, metaverse and in-person at the same time. I, 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 There's a million ideas I have just as a marketer because I'm like that. I'm like, how can we... You know, put all these things together in a way that creates an experience and a community feeling that once you walk away from it, you also can continue to explore and connect with these people.
1: And, Yuri, is that what you mean when you said there's the real world and the metaverse coming together? Is that what you mean by that? You mentioned that earlier in this conversation.
2: Yeah, that's a part of it. But another aspect is digital twins, where you have like, you know, trousers in the real world and on your avatar there is something like digital clothes now i had someone on my podcast that is selling digital clothes so people buy the clothes pure for the avatar because they want to stand out and they pay like 200 bucks just to have like a nice shirt in the in the metaverse imagine that but also digital twins you know you buy shoes that you can also use them on the avatar or you buy shoes for the avatar but you also get them sent by email so This is where the the worlds come together. You see a lot of...
1: It's exciting.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's so exciting. Like another, someone in my mastermind, they are opening a restaurant and are adding like a membership card to that so that people can be a member of an exclusive club. But also people can meet in the metaverse. We'll also have a place in the metaverse where you could have the membership card would be an NFT. The NFT would grant you access... To the real restaurant, the membership club, but also to the metaverse. So those are a few <laughs> of the exciting options.
1: Fantastic!
3: You're you're making me think I need to buy your book immediately. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say my fourteen year old also <laughs> makes t shirts and sells them to his friends in Roblox. So interesting! So it's
1: it's the benefit of having another world that that opens up. It's a whole new market in and of itself. It's amazing. Tell me more about. What being a member of the Rise community has done for you as a marketer? Like, I love this idea that it's filled with curiosity. It allows you to explore this stuff because you've just, all three of you, given evidence of how you've been able to explore safely and bounce ideas off other marketers, which means as well, another attribute of this is you're not worried about competition. You know, so often people are afraid to share stuff because they're competing with each other, whereas this space seems to be a, you know, respectful space. I know that kindness was very important for you guys in this space, but that you are safe and curious and exploring the possibilities. So can you share, uh, Frank, what what has it done for your business being a member of the RISE community or a community like this?
0: I think it it provides as you said a very kind of safe environment and it provides a bit of security about the future because traditionally i would be i would i would have been a very kind of look stick with what's working you know the new things let them become established and maybe then move into them um and i think things are moving so quickly now that we can't afford to do that anymore. I can't afford to do that anymore. Things are going to change. Things are going to look just drastically different in the next couple of years. And trying to figure all that out on your own, is it, it's impossible, really. Um, and so having a community that we can discuss these things, that I know that I'm keeping an eye on what's coming down the line, that um, it's not just my kind of oh well you know that'll never work or this will never work or or oh this is definitely the, the thing to bet to you know to to bet everything on having a community to actually get a broader spectrum and and have that kind of shared vision of well where is all this going is uh, I think just invaluable.
1: Fantastic, thanks, Yuri.
2: By being in a community, it gives you the opportunity, like I said to try out stuff, like, you know, to start organizing these Mm. events in the metaverse, to start sharing ideas and see how people would react on that, to start, you know, um, starting a survey and getting answers for people within the community, but also from outside the community and see what, what is happening within Web3, what are the possibilities. So, like, when I joined the community, the RISE community, I was doing stuff in social media marketing, That was my thing at that moment. But then I met Mark, I met the community. I said, okay, Web3 is my thing. So I need to spend time in Web3. I need to learn it. And so the community was a place to help me, you know, put things into practice and to learn way faster than what I could have done by just researching stuff. So as Frank already mentioned, I think it's just try out stuff and see what happens and learn in that way. So for me, it was a really, yeah, it really moved a lot (laughs) in my professional business, but it also gave me the confidence to do stuff. Because by doing those Metaverse events and sharing that on LinkedIn and on other places, people noticed me and they asked me, can you do the same stuff for us? Or what are you doing? Can you help us? So it builds also the personal brand in that way, and because I had chosen the direction to go to Web three, the RISE community helped me, uh, yeah, to to go further down that path.
1: Fantastic, Yuri. Thank you, thank you, Cami.
3: Yeah, so I'm gonna echo what Yuri just said because I think that the the benefit of serving a community the way that we are is that the community then knows what your talents are, what your what your gifts are, your giftings, and I know theirs too. So I I don't I haven't done a lot of business with um, risers yet. I do think that that's what will happen, you know, because now we know what each other does and we know who to who to refer <laughs> when somebody asks for something, and so that's helpful. Um, To have an entire, you know, marketing basket is if you want to call it, you know, when people ask me and people do like, who do you know that does this or that, Um, you know, and that's really mm. critical. Also, um, from the AI perspective, because that's sort of where I'm leaning into, I'm leaning into the artificial intelligence side of things at the moment. And so I'm doing a lot of training of current marketing and PR um, coaches and consultants on how to use it uh, appropriately for their businesses and not to be afraid of it because it's saying, they're saying it's going to replace us, right? We're losing our jobs and all that. And so I've already gotten three speaking gigs from that. Um, I'm going to be speaking at the PRSA Icon International Conference in October. Um, There is a really cool group of PR practitioners all over the country in the United States that have uh, meet once a year, and they've already asked me to come and speak at their event. And so a lot of people are going to get to know me and understand that I understand how to use AI. And I know I'm going to get business from that. That's just, I've done this before with social media with all that. I've been through all of these different revolutions. Um, and that's how you do it. You get ahead and then you reach behind you and you teach, teach, you, you learn and teach. And that's kind of how I uh, approach all these things.
1: Cool. What would you like people to walk away with today?
3: Cami? I would like people to walk away with a sense of curiosity and interest in looking into things that make them slightly uncomfortable, so that they can grow and that they can become all that they're meant to be. Um, and and to, to go away from fear, to turn away from fear and lean into the possibility. Beautiful. Yuri, what would you like people to walk away with?
2: Well, well I want to worry that actually you can, if you have a new vision, a new target in life for your professional life, your private life, just do this. And if you have a community that supports you, it's, you know don't have any doubt and just go for it.
1: Fantastic. Thank you. And Frank, your thoughts? What would you like people to walk away with?
2: Yeah, I think just, I think, find
0: the community that is going to lift you up, that is going to propel you. It might not be the RISE community. It might be another community. We all have to find our own tribe. But the power of being part of a community that are all there genuinely to support each other um is just immense. So find find your community and um, and and take advantage of the benefits.
2: Cool.
1: Thank you so much. And we will do a link to the wonderful, the most amazing marketing book ever in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me.
0: Thanks so much, Vanola.
1: I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you'd like to check out some more interviews of each of the authors, Click on the link in the show notes for 24 hours of amazing marketing ideas. And of course, there's a link to the book itself there as well. And if you'd like to support the show, please leave a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and reach out and let me know your takeaways from this episode. What would you like to know more about? What would you like us to talk about? Send me a message and have a wonderful day.